When it's time to write, you need to be able to focus on the words and nothing else. Arc Studio understands how screenwriters think. They've created screenwriting software that doesn't distract with an overloaded interface. Say goodbye to archaic, outdated screenwriting software and say hello to advanced story building features, industry standard automatic formatting, and stress-free collaboration tools that are as easy to use as Google Docs. ArcStudio is already being used by beginners and professionals alike, such as the team behind the Netflix show Arcane and David Wayne, writer-director of Wet Hot American Summer and Role Models, plus all of us here at Midnight Riders. Join the thousands of screenwriters who have already made the leap. Arc Studio offers a completely free plan, and you can also get $30 off the pro plan if you visit the link. It's in the show notes, but I'm going to spell it out for you right now. It's A-R-C-S-T-U-D dot I-O, that's Arc Studio, slash The Midnight Writers. That's 30 bucks off. I repeat, $30 off for visiting Arc Studio, A-R-C-S-T-U-D dot I-O slash The Midnight Writers. Every year, NYC Midnight hosts a high-speed, short-form screenwriting competition. For each round, you are given a random genre, theme, and character that you must incorporate into a short screenplay in a very small amount of time. My friends and I tackle it each year to varying results and degrees of success, and we document our journey via this podcast. This is The Midnight Writers. Episode 2, our round one assignments. All right, so this one's it, right? <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the bullshit we were given. Because <laughs> 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 I'm 100% in like, this shit's fucked. I'm, it's rigged. They don't want me to do well. <laughs> uh, the confidence so- of episode one. Has- <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So I was like, what's one thing you don't want to get? All three of these things I didn't want to get. I just didn't know it yet. Um, yeah, the political satire. Well, so I'll go into mine first. Ready? Cool. Since I'm mm-hmm. talking about it. Genre, suspense, no interest. Subject, a proxy marriage. I had to Google it. It is when, when <laughs> one or both participants of a marriage cannot attend the marriage then someone is in there instead. So via proxy. Dude, so that is the most specific thing I've ever God heard. bless yeah. America. It sure is. <laughs> that was like green card marriage. Yeah. So <laughs> well, I got some ideas. In ge- the concept in general of proxy marriage is a whole separate podcast. Of yeah. Just, I mean, if, if either one of you can't make it, we'll just have somebody else standing up. Well, if you're not going to make it to your own wedding, there's bigger problems. Right? Yeah. There's something going on here. So you solve this with one line, Derek. You are a proxy marriage to the truth. (laughs) Yes. Uh That's exactly what it is. That's the line. I'll just I'll just stitch it in the middle. Uh, uh, For my genre, a ghost story. Uh, And then subject the character Taylor. That's that's fine. I'll figure something out. An expert as one of my characters. And proxy marriage. Ghost story is interesting because it it's not specifically horror. Nope. So It's just got to be ghosts, right? Mm. Has to have a ghost, I guess. 
or elements of ghost stories. Sure. I got uh, for my genre, I got drama. For my subject, I got creature comforts. And for my character, I got a hostess. What is a creature comfort? Something that just makes you comfortable, for like a, a better word, like it, it, something small, like alcohol or like a TV show or like stuff like that. Huh. I don't know if I've ever heard that phrase before. I tried to look up like a list of creature comforts, but I didn't get a very big list. It was mostly like whiskey because there's like a drink brand, I guess. Is it, is, <laughs> is it kind of like the thing you indulge? You're, you know, like the the little pleasures you take in the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some, something like that. Just sort of like a like a first world luxury. Yeah, yeah. it's something yeah. you, you yeah. definitely don't need, but it like you you wish you needed it. I guess. Yeah, the, de- yeah. the definition is something that gives bodily comfort. Oh, like food or warmth. I, I like that that's narrowed down to Zach's list of it's all whiskey. Like, it's yeah. all just, yeah. you know, it's like whiskey or other booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I actually had never heard that phrase before. Creature comfort. Huh. Well, this, I, I mean, proxy marriage, creature comfort, uh, uh, taste, taste, taste maker. Taste maker. Like, <laughs> these are like really specific. Uh, and almost like regional terms, I would yeah. think. Like, specific, yeah. Yeah, if we're having to look up what these things are. It's, kind of bizarre. It really for, is. Uh, for vague prompts. Yeah. Tastemaker <laughs> makes me think of that Saturday Night Live commercial where Chris Farley goes and has uh, instant coffee. The his, coffee. His normal coffee. Yeah. Is, like, I think it's called Tastemakers. <laughs> uh, and he freaks the fuck out and he slams. He goes on a rampage yeah. in a nice restaurant. <laughs> it might be called Tastemakers. I think proxy marriage is the worst one of these. That really is. <laughs> Isn't I've, it ridiculous? Yeah, I felt a... kind of shitty about my prompts, but man, I'm glad you took the bullet for us, yeah. Derek. Yeah. I, think I, I looked out on mine, I think. <laughs> Do you think it's like draft picks? Like the the further you make it, the year before, <laughs> like you get the oh, shittier, yeah. you get the shittier prompts the next. Maybe year. <laughs> like that one is so. That's insane. Weird, right? It's such a strange. Not marriage, proxy, proxy. marriage. <laughs> like okay, man, and if you had to Google what it is, <laughs> I, I'm sure somebody, know, some people knew what it is. Oh, proxy marriage. I've been waiting for this one. Uh, not me. There's, there's there's somebody at the NYC Midnight staff that like I imagine they put like a bunch of like little uh, pieces of paper in like fish bowls and then they just start picking them out and and they put in proxy marriage and then when they got it when it ended up getting picked they were like in the, like you know in the back of the room like yes you know you say that Keith but I wonder mm-hmm. if they like had a group of words that they put together like 15 years ago when they started this <laughs> and mm-hmm. finally proxy marriage got pulled it's like the uh, cabin in the woods yeah. where they're betting on the merman or whatever right <laughs> as, as a yeah. way to to kill people like oh the proxy marriage got pulled finally and somebody <laughs> owes somebody else 50 bucks yeah oh man <laughs> uh, you know bob just he passed away last year he's been wait he it was his word he's- <laughs> yeah. it's proxy marriage in the pool yeah, yeah. Do you guys have immediate thoughts? Like did anything pop in your head instantly? Something get you going? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so they give you this to you like basically at midnight. Uh-huh. Um, and by 1230, I had, I actually had my idea 
to work with wow. and, and start running with, uh, which normally, I mean, normally with this, I, you know, I think I explained it last year when we did this, I'll spend a couple of days just bouncing things around in my head to come up with like a, a general idea. And, and so I've started to just go through and all right, here, I know exactly what I want to do with this. And I'm, I'm just bouncing the pieces around now. Wow. Like making sure that I like a couple plot things that I need to connect my ending with like the first third of it that kind of like easily fell into place. Um, easily. Uh, God damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the opening for the movie came very quickly to me. I mean, it's not like I got something weird like proxy marriage or something. Yeah, I'm jealous. Like, yeah, I have heart. I have this har- is all just following the place. Yeah. I have, this I have harvest right in itself. But, by the way, by, by the way, I, I I explained the the idea of what I wanted to do uh, and what I was going to put, and I was telling my wife, and she's like, "Oh, you just have the person just shout out harvest time at some point." I was like, "No, I'm not going to do that." Because <laughs> <laughs> the the, you know, the the foreigner to the you know, yeah, need one more thing. Yeah, to foreigner keep truth. It, yeah, it's just yeah. You know, she's like, "Oh, you just have somebody yell out harvest time." It's you're harvesting like, no. the truth. It is yeah. time to harvest the truth, everyone. Yes. <laughs> except for except for you, foreigner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I really I've kind of really caught on to something uh, very quickly, and uh, I've been happy with kind of the progress I've made of like kind of piecing it together in my mind so far. Man, good for you. I'm genuinely envious, but good for you. <laughs> so I I think my only my only problem is just the the way that uh like how they view the genre specifically because it does kind of cross over versus other things that they've actually made a very specific other genres and i i just would hope that like a uh i'd hope that a judge isn't like oh this is you know i get a judge who's like no this is too much this is more thriller than suspense mm. but okay dude i don't <laughs> i wouldn't worry about that yeah now, zach you got drama and you initially said that you were excited for drama right yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't have a lot of experience writing drama, so I was happy to get that because I've been wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. And now I finally have a reason. <laughs> so, Did you have anything pop in your head right away that you're like, oh, I'm going to roll with this? Uh, just whiskey. That's it. Just whiskey. Creature <laughs> <laughs> comfort. Yeah. Yep. Is that how you're writing it? Yeah. Well, that's that, what you're writing yeah. Say whiskey's rolling around your head. Do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> just sloshing around. After these last like two days since they gave out the announcement, I have like a general idea mm-hmm. of what I want. I feel like I have to crack yeah. down on it some more just to sure. flush it out, but I think I have an okay idea. Nice. I thought you were gonna say after the last two days since they gave so you're gonna like say how much how much whiskey is actually <laughs> it's nonstop consumed <laughs> at, at this point. It's got an IV right now. It's not a bender. <laughs> yeah. Uh I had I think I had a, a, a just a really vague idea um, because, you know, clickbait and uh, tastemaker is uh, those are just social media concepts. So they <laughs> kind of naturally link up together. So I, I put a very vague idea together. I was up for maybe another 45 minutes after we got the idea. And that was what I was able to put down a couple fragments of, of things, but um, like we were talking about last episode, the idea of writing comedy is really 
intimidating to me. It's, um, I like to think I'm a pretty funny guy, but actually structuring a comedic story is, um, like we all said, it's crazy subjective saying something out loud is different than writing it down and hoping you got the math, right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I, I'm really just, uh, I, I guess a little bit nervous about it. I'm not, I'm not hating it, but it is, it's, it's one of those things where, I don't know, everybody at this table tells enough jokes that we know that how much it sucks when it doesn't land. And there's not really tone when you just are turning in a written script, you know, how much, how much of the movie comedies we see depends on how the dialogue is delivered or what else is going on on screen. And when you're just putting it on, on paper, you realize how little you, you actually have control over Mm. how this lands. Um, So I've been writing a lot of dialogue and trying to flesh out scenes. I have a general direction I want to go in, but I'm just, hoping that I'm writing dialogue that's funny enough um, to, to carry it forward. But I, I do, I just, there's a, there's a bigger intimidation factor uh, than I, than I thought there would be initially just in drawing something like comedy. Yeah. I, I would definitely struggle with comedy. I think. Yeah. Do you think comedy has the most, um, like as far as the different genres has the most like, uh, I guess variety, like in like when people are reading, like sure, who like you know, like if you, you got a horror film, horror films, uh, you know, there's a couple different types of stuff that you can have for horror film, but you, yes, there's still a factor of like, oh, was it scary or uh, you know, did, you know, how did you know get your heart rate going and stuff? But like comedy, like I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I'll laugh at completely. And uh, Derek, what's that? What's the show that Netflix had on the? please leave or whatever. I think you should leave. leave. Yeah. 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 I find that to be absolutely hilarious. Sure. My wife, I showed her and she looked (laughs) at it and looked at me like, what the fuck did you show me? Mm -hmm. Like, so like, and, and we tend to laugh at things pretty similarly at times. Yeah. I I think comedy, the problem with that, that I would have with that one is you could write something you think is extremely funny. You're you're relying on three people, the three judges you get, to actually get your humor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a big, uh, it's the kind of thing where it, the longer I've kind of sat with this since, since announcing it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm kind of, I think the pressure comes in. I, I know it's all subjective. I know it all. Everybody has different senses of humor, but I feel like if I don't get good marks on what I turn in, it's not just somebody mm-hmm. saying you didn't write the script good enough. It's like, it's someone telling me you're not funny. Mm. go in the corner and shut your mouth like it's it's kind of like it's a thing that i think i will take personally and i'm trying to like you know not not let that bully me uh into not writing what i think is funny but it is it's something i think in the corner of my mind that it's kind of uh i i didn't anticipate being this intimidated by by my genre but when i saw comedy it is like oh man can i can i really do this i don't know how much straight up comedy i've written and of what i have 
how much of that has actually been good is uh again really subjective plus last year we like we bounced it off of each other like hey here's what i wrote let me know what you think well i mean you're gonna send something out and especially with comedy that is like you know especially like when you've been on pop-up and stuff like derek and i we find you funny on the show it, the similar type of humor uh, and stuff like that's going to be there that like we're going to be oh this is this looks great this was really funny really enjoyed it and then again you're going to get somebody who's like man what like kind of weird part of Illinois humor is this right, right. <laughs> very specific yeah right? it's really what referencing weird Rochelle humor could this a lot be? you know like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah it's a it's a it's a really hard um genre to feel secure in i think yeah but uh i don't know we'll we'll see how the week goes i'm kind of kind of right now trying to focus on on dialogue and make it but then there's the you know the whole idea of like in comedy is like how zany do you want to make this or how grounded do you want to make this do you want to make this kevin smith or do you want to make this you know uh the zucker brothers or or, you know or or the farrelly brothers or something like that you know it's just sort of like what trying trying to narrow down what this is going to be how big do you want to go and then you just get a judge whose favorite comedy (laughs) is like white (laughs) chicks or Or, uh, (laughs) you know like or or i get the judge who's like well uh this judge uh their parents just died in this tragic accident and this yeah this judge's wife filed for divorce this week. It's like <laughs> all, of the, all of the tragedies culminating in this uh, the funniest this movie one. ever is duck soup and nothing has impressed me since uh, <laughs> right. the marx brothers okay well, yeah, great that's what i'm competing against that's tough it is tough i agree I actually had a surprising coincidence when I saw my prompt. I have a comic idea from like two years ago that I heavily outlined and I would kind of draw, but uh, it's a ghost story about uh, a reluctant psychic and it kind of lines up with all of my prompts. Uh, And I was like, well, that's more of a long form story idea but i could find a way to condense that uh but i stopped myself from just going straight to that because the whole point of this is you know get out of your comfort zone write something new uh and i brainstormed and came up with like three different new ideas uh and one of those i've already really latched on to so i'm i'm glad i didn't go with that initial instinct uh nice because i think what i'm working on now is going to be better than just condensed adaption of a different story i wrote a while ago something a little fresher yeah to open yourself up to it a little bit more yeah that's what i'm hoping for did you guys read the genre descriptions that they provide uh i did it's about as helpful as I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> and and they still haven't updated them, right? So their their example films are all 20 years old. Um, <laughs> at the most recent. <laughs> right. I was just looking at ghost story because I was like, well, what is their definition? There's there's like, well, a frightening story, blah, blah, blah. But then you get down to their examples. Alvin Schwartz's scary stories to tell in the dark. Stephen King's Doctor Sleep as books and then films include The Shining 1980 which is 
isn't Doctor Sleep the prequel yeah. or whatever to them? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Sixth Sense, which is 1989, that's 23 years old. Right? <laughs> like there hasn't right. been another ghost story since. It's um, not. Yeah, yeah. The, the comedy films they reference are This is Spinal Tap and Anchorman. Uh, <laughs> both both yeah. great movies, but like I mean, it's Anchorman's like, 18 years old. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was a little, I'm like, that's, that's the range of comedies you have is both of them like heightened, ridiculous uh, uh, spoof comedies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and nothing newer than Oh, four. That's, that's really wild. But you know, it's kind of remarkable about both of those. They are, they're like uh, American life, real world, uh, grounded in that existence. But then their book examples are the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right. which is <laughs> not, which is a sci-fi, right? right. Um, do, you, do you think when uh, when Douglas Adams wrote Hitchhiker's Guide, they write it as a sci-fi comedy or a comedic sci-fi, right? Does that mm. make sense? Was comedy first or mm. was sci-fi first? Like, I don't know. But a lot like that, like comedy to me, yeah, it's a genre. I get that. But it's more about what makes you laugh. And it could be the setting can be anything. The story can be anything. Right. And the same thing came. I real I came to this realization with suspense because I had to read. And I think you had this problem last year, Phil, where you were where you were really like, what makes a suspense movie? And then I was looking at a story that slowly generates feelings of anxiety. So it could be autobiographical, apparently. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it could be anything. I'm trying to think of the most suspenseful movies I've ever seen. Like what builds the suspense, the anticipation. And, I've, and the the first movie that popped in my head for whatever reason, and I can't even think of the name. Uh, oh, is um, shit. What's that sci-fi horror movie uh, space? Uh, Alien. Uh, no. Well, that's one. Uh, but the one I was thinking of was Event Horizon. Uh, I was gonna guess that. <laughs> what, what was the first movie that popped to my head? And I remember just having such anxiety watching that movie. But it's a horror movie, right? It's suspenseful. I don't know. Right. Uh, and it's uh, also a sci-fi movie. And it's yeah. like it, it it like falls into like like everything does. Everything yeah. falls into like three, four categories, you know. Like it's uh the suspense movie I, I wrote last year was I, I I mean, there was like supernatural elements yep. to it. And uh, it, it's just sort of like, well, the devil shows up. Does that make it a horror movie? Does this, you know, like it just, I don't know. There, there are attempts to classify everything into these hard and fast yeah. uh, boxes <laughs> by finding the weirdest examples possible is just, uh, it's a little baffling. But yeah. also the rules do say that you don't have to like, like you can genre bend. There can be elements of other genres in there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that no one gets disqualified because oh, this is uh, also comedic, even though it's uh, right. a horror story right. or yeah. whatever. That was last year when I wrote that first one. It was a crime caper, and then I posted on the forums, and the first feedback from the first person was like. Well, I don't know how this fits the genre because it says right here it's a lighthearted crime crime caper, and yours yours is 
horrifically violent. <laughs> that was the first thing I was told. <laughs> I was like, oh God, you're right. I'm not I'm not following the the guidelines. So I'm like, I got I hope you're right or hope you're but wrong. You had, but you had a monkey in it. I was there. gonna that say there's a monkey. Everything. Yeah. There's monkey a clown, balloons. I mean there's a clown. How come you can't get much more lighthearted than a clown? There's a child. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I mean that was the first thing. Like the person the first feedback I got from posting on the forums was like it's good but this right <laughs> like oh well okay i'm gonna 20 years best. of posting on forums and you're still surprised the first yeah, feedback you got was negative i know <laughs> <laughs> but it stuck with me and i'm gonna I'm try not to let it uh anchor me down i'm gonna just make the most suspenseful suspense guy i can god damn it that's my plan i think i think my worry with suspense is because you you know you got like like a kind of like a slow burn going to build up to something is like you don't want to have like a complete like M Night Shyamalan like reveal at the end, but you 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 want to build something up that when you get to the very end you're not like you're gonna catch people not completely off guard, but like you want to be able to push it completely over the edge at that point. I was looking up some stuff and um, Uncut Gems showed up as suspense. I was like, oh okay, I guess I could see that. And and that movie does exactly that. They push you yeah. as far as they can go, and then they go, "All right, here's one more hearty shove right over the edge." And I'm trying. What I'm what I'm worried about is is as I'm trying to put something together here is, are people going to get the end and be like, "Well, okay, yeah, I saw that coming a, a, a million miles away," and you know, I didn't have to get to the edge to see that. So, and so that, that might be my biggest worry with this is building something up without giving everything away. I mean, suspense and comedy, and those th- those are two that really rely heavily upon execution of the script, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe even drama to some extent. Like, like to me, ghost story is a very defined sort of thing. It's a story about ghosts that can be frightening, whatever, right? <laughs> like, there, there's like nothing to to detract from whatever you're doing, Austin. But it feels like that's like the most inambiguous of of categories you kind of have the most solid box yeah that, you're that, like, that, that, i mean you can go different places within that box but you know what's defining your story it's it's kind of easy it's 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 I, better defined not easy it's not easy i'm it's not easy my own words in a couple <laughs> right. days but yeah right. what if I, it's uh, not a ghost at all look, like, I, had, yeah. I had spy movie last year seemed to be pretty confined little box there's spy movie and I am one of the judges. I don't think I've ever seen a spy movie before. So. <laughs> Boy, talking about being a you didn't want to be a sore loser, Keith. And you're still <laughs> you still got that thorn in your side. It's like a whole like it's like a whole like tree basically at this point. At Thanksgiving, Keith was yeah. thankful for everything in his life, except for those except. one judge that didn't <laughs> understand his idea of a spy story. They they questioned like one of my like key things. They're like there it is. They were like, "Well, why would you do something oh, that elaborate? It's a it's a crazy spy novel. Why would you question the fact that the person had a per, a giant piranha tank and and why would they spend the money oh, on that? Cuz they could. Okay. And it's it's okay. So, we have our for better or for worse randomly generated genres <laughs> and topics. <laughs> 
so what is the next week? What's the process? How are you guys doing this? How, 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 are, how are the two newcomers approaching this? Austin, what are you doing this week to make this script happen? Oh boy, who knows? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm very lucky because uh, I work at a school and so this fell into spring break. Oh, so I have plenty of time to work yeah. uh, on this. But uh, since I got the prompt, I've been just coming up with ideas and I spent all of today outlining. Uh, nice. So I'm kind of prepped. I think I know what I'm going in to do. I'm just going to sit down and write scene by scene. I'm probably going to end up with like 30 pages and condense the crap out of it to try to make it fit uh, because I'm sure some scenes will be redundant uh, and I can just kind of combine here, shorten the dialogue here and edit it up in that last day or two to get the lines and everything polished up is kind of my plan. Excellent. Now you have your dad at your disposal. You're going to have him, you're going to bounce ideas off of him. Oh, he's my ghost writer. Write uh, your oh, own nice. goddamn story, kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as that, that goes, I, I am looking forward to having Austin here and, uh, you know, we could have study hall, you know, we put, oh, yeah. push our desks <laughs> together and, uh, yeah. but no, like being able to, to bounce ideas and, you know, when you hit the wall, having someone right here to talk that, like we talked about your outline problem. I, I was just going to say tonight. And, and it's just sort of like, we do things in very different ways, but I think that can be really helpful to working around problems. I, I I was afraid that I wasn't on theme with part of my story and you kind of confirmed that. Uh, and I've got new ideas that have spawned from that. Uh, so this is garbage. Get the fuck out of my office, kid. <laughs> That's an exact quote, by the way. <laughs> uh, and last year I read yours me and mom did a screen read we did it we did uh, a table yeah. read and uh, last year yeah you were able to kind of see how it functions like that and you get to see how it sounds yeah like after and you know like, oh now that i'm saying this out loud this sounds dumb as shit let me change <laughs> the line to something that's actually deliverable you know so yeah it, have it, having having people in the house and other writers in the house is definitely helpful i think it does help my wife asked me what my prompts were, and I told her, and she immediately came up with a story. She goes, oh, you could do this, this, and this. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to struggle for the next four days coming up with something, and you immediately had an idea. <laughs> and, like, and, I, and I even had to explain what proxy marriage was to her. Like, oh, that's what it is? Well, you could do this, this, and this. I'm like, well, let me, let me do it. <laughs> Oh, now, so now, Zach, you're you actually come from a background in in film, right? So you yeah, went to yeah. film school and you did writing yeah. and this might be not your first screenplay, but it's your first, you know, short. Well, I don't know if it's your first short deadline, but it's your first short deadline for this competition. What are you going to do this week? So because I have drama, I want my story to be like emotionally like impactful <laughs> it is. so i've got like my ending in mind and i'm, I'm basically working backwards from that it's, yeah it's, it's not like a twist or anything it's like just like a reveal that i want to have emotional weight so i'm trying to figure out ways to get 
to there. Like usually I write in like a scaffolding style where I'll just write d- different scenes that aren't like right next to each other. And then I'll try and piece those together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I might try and do that this time, but it's, that's, it'll be a little different because it's only 12 pages. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun, uh, to me, that's a fun way to do it. I like it because you come up with your story beats, like your big, like th- I want this to happen. I want this to happen. I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Now I have to connect all those dots to make it a story, right? I yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Do you all, do you normally start back first? Or no, do I don't. Do? The ending's always the part I have the biggest problem with. <laughs> yeah. What one of the things from all the the silly screenplay books I read this last year hmm. was you should know what your beginning and know what your end is always when you come into it. Now your end might change after you write in between. But you should know where you're trying to go every time. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe I'll do that this time. <laughs> yeah. much, much easier said than done. <laughs> Always. Now for the the repeat customers, Phil, are you gonna do the same thing you did last year or are you gonna change it up? Like I said, I'm I feel like I have more things to focus on uh this year because it's like you have to come up with a plot in the story. Uh, and you also have to not not just flesh that out, but now I'm tasked with like making it funny too, like mm-hmm. which is I think something I try to do no matter what. You know, I try to put like some sort of like joke or something humorous in there somewhere. But I, I am feeling almost like like I have to do a pass on this where I'm plotting it out almost like that's the outline, mm-hmm. and then a pass of like hanging all the jokes on it. And um, a lot of what I'm doing right now is uh, sort of working out the dialogue. Cause I think a lot of the jokes are just going to be in dialogue, which I, I always enjoy writing dialogue anyway. I, I think that's where I, I probably talked about this last year, my love of like Kevin Smith and mm-hmm. uh, Elmore Leonard and all these kind of writers who are very, defining character through dialogue. I've always sort of liked that approach and and clever dialogue carries a lot of weight with me. So uh, that's a lot of what I'm, I'm working on right now. I have a a pretty decent idea of what the line of this story is going to be. And I haven't even really started putting things in script form. I just have a Google doc going where I'm writing sort of building loose conversations and then I'm going to probably go through and, you know, try and do a, like punch up writing where it's like, what can I make funnier? What can I, what can I lose? What can I make more economical and try to put that all together as I'm putting it into script form. And that's probably about the time where I'll uh, have it all formatted and realize it's 28 pages and <laughs> I, I need to uh, jettison all my best jokes or, or uh, whatever, compact it down mm-hmm. to where it loses everything. But um, yeah, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Short answer. Is, yeah. uh, and, and seeing how this all pans out. Well, Keith, well, Keith already has his story figured out. <laughs> Uh, Keith is, I Keith am is so, I'm <laughs> genuinely jealous, Keith, that it something just kind of like popped into my head it, immediately. And I and and I'm working through it. And, and so I've it's not it's not something I'm actually 
used to. I mean, the, the last two years I've taken like like the first two days is just as I'm doing stuff around the house, just like, all right, spitballing ideas to myself and finding something that's going to click and everything. And just the first one that I started spitballing the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, that could work. And, and, and getting things, you know, put together there and, and making sure that I have all the elements. Sure. Uh, the, the three elements in place. So the, the last, you know, so the last like, you know, 48 hours or so is mostly been outlining, but not in a, any serious format of like writing things down or putting in Google doc. It's I did yard work today. And as I'm out there doing yard work, I'm just, you know, lining things up. Okay. Well, uh, here's how I want it to open. How do I how how do I properly execute this opening that I want to do so that it uh, it comes across read correctly and 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 that they understand what I'm doing as far as like what the shots would be mm-hmm. as well as the the wording that goes with it because um, that's pretty much setting up the whole cos cosmologist type part of it. Um, Was that your third one, cosmologist? I'm sorry, I did that remember? Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, which also, I think, you know, so I've been a cosmologist the, or a cosmetologist, cosmetologist, sorry, okay. yes, cosmetologist, uh, which the, the whole thing where I've been making these fake sponsors for the other show is actually suddenly perfect because I, I'm coming up with a fake cosmetics company type thing as, as part of the, okay. you know, to, to fit in as part of like the, the reason why the, the person is there in the first place. Because again, those three things really ha- don't have absolutely nothing to do with each other. <laughs> it's, oh. it's a yeah, and so yeah, I, I'll probably tomorrow I will start my first round of writing, and you know I want to have something. I guess over the next three days, I want to be able to have like close to the pages written, so that I can maybe start sharing it with people, and then do another run through fix because I'll probably be at fifteen pages and have to cut back. Um, and, and find out where I'm too wordy uh, or something like that or, or something that doesn't that's pointless. Like mm-hmm. what I put in there that's that that means doesn't mean anything. Um, I just put it in there because I thought it sounded good. Uh, and then, you know, have somebody edit it a little bit for me. Have my wife look through it so she can edit it. Yeah, that's probably how it's going to go. So for me, I I've decided that I'm going to make a story that would be an abbreviated black mirror episode right because i was trying to think of what is the most suspenseful anxiety riddled i've been watching anything right (laughs) and to me black mirror i I can't well and also um breaking bad uh so those those two shows have been the most like i i have a hard time sitting through because they're i get too anxious and too worried about that so i think i'm going to do that but to do that, I'm pretty a few years removed from Black Mirror, so I got to go back and rewatch some episodes just to get the vibe back um, and see see if I can get some inspiration just on flow and stuff like that. That's my plan, at least. Uh, usually, I'll, I'll Google, you know, suspense or whatever the genre is, good suspense movies, and watch them on Netflix just to see what they did. And I think when I did that, uh, Alien came up as one. But also the beach came up as one, and I don't have no interest in watching the beach ever. Uh, M Night Shyamalan's old oh no old is that what it, I don't know what it's called yeah old yeah. beach yeah. beach was beach was like a 
Wasn't oh, yeah, that was the um, DiCaprio one. Yeah, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, right? Um, yeah, the British guy made it. What's his name? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Old is the one that came up. I'm sorry. Roger Old Moore. Beach. Uh, <laughs> it came up, and I, I don't know if I want to watch that. So I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do something Black Mirror-y, but I don't want to do Black Mirror itself. And like I've had ideas. I'm like, oh, wait, that was an episode of Black Mirror. So I can't do that. <laughs> no crooked um, pendulum either, Derek. No crooked pendulum. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So I got, I got to figure that out. Good what callback. I'm, yeah. Keep, keep trying to shoehorn things that just, <laughs> that's, that's Keith's jam. I got, I am promoting the show as yeah. often as possible. So <laughs> anyway, possible. I, I'm going to figure this out. The proxy marriage thing is really just a wrench in my machine. I have no idea what to do. And it's something that I feel has to be relatively focal to the story and it's such a weird like it's last so year weird. I, yeah. last year i had celebration for the first one that's easy i can I can celebrate anything like a proxy marriage but i can <laughs> i can't figure out what to do with a proxy marriage man it is just tough i was wondering is there like a clever way where you can use that like where you split up the definitions of proxy and marriage yeah <laughs> that's like, something kind of fun some sort of internet marriage and you have to yeah. connect to world of warcraft via a proxy server and <laughs> yeah. who knows i don't know how i'm gonna do it i'll figure it out um that works for i, I gotta black say mirror. yeah yeah that's true yeah. i gotta say just i'm like not even as part of like writing a script this concept of a proxy marriage is just i'm i'm finding it to be mind-blowing yeah <laughs> we're having a wedding uh bob couldn't make it but they're still gonna. They're still gonna do this. Yeah, I don't think it's like uh, Bob's stuck in traffic, so uh, his dad's gonna stand in. I don't think it's like that sort of situation. <laughs> so I gotta figure out what is that situation that creates, and do I make that the center of the story? Like, does it revolve, around, or is that just a piece of the story? Right. Watch some of that ninety day fiance show. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, there you go. Oh, I don't know if I can <laughs> no. do that. Boy. Watch some love after well, love after lockup. There you go. No, I, I, I can't. I I don't know if I could. You could pay me to watch those things. <laughs> uh, my my wife could give you a quick rundown of all of them. Yeah, let, let me tell you what happened last season on ninety yeah. day fiance. And and nothing. Yes, anybody that enjoys them. I just have a hard time doing that. I can't. I have a hard time suspending disbelief for a movie, and then I have to suspend disbelief for a reality show. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. This one, I th- I think I do this every year though. I would go, oh, I don't know what to do. This is impossible, and then something <laughs> dawns on me, and I figure it out. So I'm hoping that happens again here, uh, or I just take my wife's idea from dinner the other night. <laughs> and just roll with that, you know. Uh, We'll see. So for y'all, like, what is this perfect week? Like, are you done Thursday kicking your feet up and, you know, print it out, pick your teeth with it and stuff? Like, what, like, how, how is this, how's this week going to shake out if you, do, if, if this <laughs> all goes according to plan? What day do we actually have to turn in again? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. 11th. next Saturday. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm done by Thursday, but yeah. I bet I'll be working until like Saturday, like right until the, <laughs> like the time it's due bad about that i'm i'm wanting to have a pretty final draft by thursday night and then spend friday kind of picking at it uh i like to give it time to sit you know for half a day where i'm not staring (laughs) at it Mm -hmm. um 
and then kind of put some fresh eyes on it, see what I need to tweak, do a table read like we, we did last year, uh, and then turn it in, you know, before deadline on Saturday. Yeah, first draft, I'll, I'll have to have done by the end of the day Thursday if I want to make sure that I have something. Well, Keith, last year, I don't know if you remember or not. I do. I don't remember. <laughs> you you had a story, and then you said, no, nah, this isn't any good, and then you wrote a different one. Did yeah, in a day, yeah. Well, Are you worried about that again? No, no, not at all. Not at all, boy. No, really no, jealous. the 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 thing. No, the thing that I tried pulling off last year was I had a lot of stuff going on and it was very um convoluted. Might be the right word. Like just there, there were so many working parts to it that I like when I got to the like I could not make the end work in twelve pages, and thus just had to toss it for something that was much better anyhow it, it, being the fact that i've already got most of it mapped out in my head already i'm i'm extremely happy with where i'll be at and getting it done uh as long as i don't make it too uh predictable along the way because then that, obviously that'll just drown out any suspense if you're not taking everybody along for the the same ride as your main character for me i typically I'll cobble together a terrible first draft in a day. Uh, but that's because I go through like five, six drafts before I even start polishing my lines up. I'm I'm hoping uh, that I have a draft that I'm really satisfied with, with two days to spare for editing. And we'll see. We'll see if I actually manage to do that. That's what I'm hoping for also, basically. Just need to give myself some time to edit. With so I feel like every time I turn something in, I just notice like the worst mistakes and just the corniest dialogue. <laughs> and y'all are just such optimists. <laughs> <laughs> uh Phil and Derek, how much will you guys like go back and, and kind of lean into the feedback that you guys got last year? Or Derek from like the last two years, how much do you lean into that? Especially because I think you said yours last year, Derek was very helpful stuff. But yeah, it was very specific to what I'd written though. Mm, Um, So I think for me, the biggest helps will be from a technical standpoint, Um, reading, you know, the, because it's very much a craft writing a screenwriting, right? It's it's not Mm. just a, uh, some guys, somebody sits down and, by via happenstance creates you know a blockbuster movie <laughs> so there there's very much a craft to it um and i'm very much i enjoy process uh so i think from the feedback last year which pushed me to read more about the process and in reading other examples of screenplays i think that, that i'll take that part the stuff that was sent to me last year was very specific. So it's like, well, it doesn't really apply unless I'm rewriting those stories. Uh, I, I feel kind of the same way you do, Derek. A lot of my feedback last year, I'll take a look at it. But I feel like a lot of it was specific to what I wrote last year. Of the negative feedback, I don't remember specifically. But I do remember that about half of it, I kind of felt were, I don't want to I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, something like me. and, and, yeah. and scream at people who gave me bad feedback. No, I, um, 
a lot of it i just was sort of like this is a weird nitpick that Mm -hmm. isn't really like uh, one of the things was um you know you this was all set in one place and i'm like why is that a why is that a drawback for a short film you know like uh it just sort of like um I, I guess somebody had a issue with that and that's, I don't want to be super dismissive, but it, it also was sort of like, I didn't feel like that was really uh, a negative to what in context of what I'd written. Uh, so yeah, I got a lot of kind of scattershot feedback last year. I'll take a look at it, but I'm not really letting it rule. I think how I, how I'm writing this year maybe i'll be surprised and find something in there that is like oh yeah i guess this is something i could uh use to tune tune up what i'm writing this year but um just in general um no i'm not i'm not really uh letting it weigh a lot on me as of right now if if i could jump on that question uh i did not well all of my negative criticism did come from you so please uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> right uh no, I, I didn't write for this contest last year, but one thing that's always stuck with me uh, when I did Thespians, I submitted my play. Mm-hmm. It was a drama. And one of the pieces of feedback I got back was, oh, this one scene is completely irrelevant to the story. And I was stubborn. I did not edit my play at all. <laughs> submitted it to states without changing a thing uh and looking back they were completely right and i was like i had just really wanted this character to be in the story and so i wrote that scene anyway to have them in there and it really detracted from the main message of so i've learned to keep short things short uh and so i'm hoping to do that with this and keep it to the bare minimum of kind of characters and story elements that I need. Cool. That That's actually a really good point. And I think that I know I have this problem quite a bit where I, I hold my babies a little bit too preciously, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I have this idea, man, I love this idea and I want this idea to exist, but it doesn't serve the greater purpose. Right. And I, I just, cutting it always feels like such pain, right? It's like, Oh, but I enjoyed this. And I, took the time to write it it should still exist but sometimes you just gotta you just gotta cut it off and it's hard yeah um i've worked on uh, I've, I've done drawings i've completed pieces of art and been like this isn't this isn't right this isn't good and you know yeah uh, it's not up to my standard and you the best thing you can do is is to redo it at that point and mm-hmm. you have to it's the same kind of thing. It's hard to let go of something that you've worked on that you put that much of yourself into. Uh, but for the sake of the bigger project, you you kind of got to do it sometimes. Yep. It's, it's like jazz, man. It's the notes you don't play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any of you guys have, um, cause we, well, Keith and I share the same genre, but uh, of the genres that you got, do you guys have, the perfect example of that genre that you, 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 you obviously don't want to copy it. Right. But you can look at it for some sort of inspiration or like, Oh, I love how they did this. So I can do something similar. So like the one I keep thinking of is Manchester by the sea. 
mm-hmm. just because I thought that movie was like completely gorgeous and like the most affecting thing I've seen in a very long time. Like I, I don't think it's like the best drama, but is the one that I think of the most lately for some reason. And uh, yeah, I think that's the one I'm going to try and not not emulate, but like get some sort of a idea from to sure. like, dr- draw on you. Yeah. I uh, I have not really narrowed it down to a single comedy for inspiration. I kind of feel like I, I feel like a sense of humor is a really personal thing, mm-hmm. and trying to emulate someone else's sense of humor is like I I feel like a lot of times it it just reads as sort of inauthentic. You kind of have to have your own your own voice. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, yeah, I love comedies and I love a, a wide range of comedies um of many different comedic voices and i i wouldn't even know where to start like picking that apart and trying to trying to apply it to what i'm trying to do because i think the only way i can uh (laughs) that i can nail down a comedy script is to do it in my own my own voice and i'm sure that somebody would hear that and go oh well you're clearly just emulating x y and z and it's like yeah i probably am but if i'm if i get too conscious about it i think it 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 gets a little tricky if i might make a few suggestions for you phil yeah you can either look towards um like this is spinal tap anchorman or if you want a book um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy too. All great and uh, very modern suggestions yes. uh, that I think <laughs> are, you know. Yeah. <laughs> those three are the, the three comedies. When I think of comedy, those are them. You're an amazing resource, Derek. I'm glad to be help. <laughs> Speaking of outdated uh, things of reference, uh, one of the things I, I just went back and looked at the ghost story, uh, how they define it on the website, mm-hmm. and they mention Homer's Odyssey mm-hmm. oh, well, because it that. contains a ghost. Uh, <laughs> very bizarre. I, well, they don't mention ghost itself or ghost right. dad. That's just a spirit. Or ghost dad. Ghost dad. Yeah, ghost dad. Very yeah. absent from this ghost list. Dad might be the best reference. Actually, it says in Bradley's definitely not ghost dad. <laughs> Don't uh, take any drinks from ghost dad. As, as far as what <laughs> I'm getting inspiration from, I can't think of any. Like that question, I was like kind of caught off guard. But when I think of like visual. Cause I have certain ideas of like, Oh, this scene is going to go this way and it's going to be like creepy doorway and whatnot. Uh, I'm like trying to connect like what movie is like similar to that. And I think the conjuring hmm. came to hmm, mind first as kind of, I'll say look at crimson peak as well. That one I have not seen, but it's I on Netflix. Okay. That's Guillermo del Toro too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Loki. Oh, yeah. Yep. What's his mm-hmm. name? I can't remember his name. Tom Hiddleston. That's the one. Phil, you're a wonderful wealth of knowledge and resource. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just trying to keep up with your great uh, <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> I lead time. by example. <laughs> what about you, Keith? You guys suspense movie that you you think of when you th- when when you first got suspense? 
what's the first movie that popped in your head hey uh no specific movie but like there's a show on netflix called you mm-hmm. oh, I know uh, that the stalker guy that honestly is a show that like it twists my stomach up constantly with stuff that like he was doing on there and like this the like oh you're gonna get caught you're gonna get caught it's gonna happen right now somebody's gonna come get you that like you're sneaking around is about to fall like that type of stuff um is kind of what's going um i'll be honest uh i think it not the current one that netflix just put out but the texas chainsaw massacre to some extent is also mm-hmm. uh is is going to play a bit of an inspiration into this um thank you for clarifying not the new one no 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 not yeah. no not that <laughs> those old slasher movies like halloween Halloween's Halloween is, great yes it's a suspenseful yeah. movie 100 yeah so uh yeah things like that are are definitely what's for the idea that i have in mind are, are what's gonna be the driving force there but uh definitely anything that can hopefully as this goes on like the person who's reading it is just like like i want them to like their stomach to like start getting upset because they're like what no 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 don't go down this road please don't do this please stop taking me here mm-hmm. but also wanting to get to that end and being like oh holy crap uh you know that was great and and i'm wasn't it uh and and so that's kind of what i'm hoping for jesus christ uh <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. That one almost went past me. No. Yeah. Shameless. Uh, but I mean, that's the suspense genre. If you can do that, you've encapsulated suspense. And that's, man, kudos to you for that. I am jealous once again, man. You came up with an idea and you have a whole understanding of what this you want to do. Shit. I'm, I'm going to have. But, but I, I, I think uh, the, like, so like with comedy, like, I mean, you can say a lot of funny stuff in, in 12 pages and you can, you know, wrap up like I suspense. I really feel like, like, cause suspense is based on the way that they kind of explain, explained it on, on thing suspense being more of a slow burn versus a thriller, which is a little more fast paced cat and mouse type thing. Like a you know, slow burn for 12 pages. Like I, like it, it, you don't have a lot of time to let things slowly work it's a weird it's a weird pace to set that you have to slow burn but you also have to move things along it's Mm -hmm. it's it's really bizarre to do them both yeah yeah not like not like in the 1954 film rear window or the 1991 (laughs) film silence (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i think for like a book they suggest hunger games and i mean Mm -hmm. i i've I've never read hunger games i watched the movie i didn't find that to be suspenseful I guess I don't, but I think maybe that's because the movie doesn't play out that well that I, as far as suspense, but I think the book does read as suspenseful in parts, but that is a strange pick really, to yeah. reference yeah. specifically. There's way better. Because then on a thriller, they suggest seven, which Derek, I think that might have been one of the first movies that pops in my head. Okay. But that's, I guess, I don't know, because it's you find out that Kevin Spacey's the bad guy. And he's there's a back and forth going on for a while, like you know earlier in the movie than you do in something like, well silence of the lambs you know almost immediately who the bad guy is i guess but it's that's more with like uh hannibal lecter being that part is the, the slow burn of the whole thing there but um yeah so i I'm, I'm just i'm i'm trying to make sure that i follow those guidelines i don't want to be nitpicked um by judges being like oh no no you 
you know, you're you're definitely in the wrong genre. You're in thriller, not suspense. I think as long as you're sus because suspense suspense is like a state of being, right? <laughs> like I'm in yeah, I'm in suspense. You know, like um, it's so suspenseful. And mm. I don't, don't want to be a foreigner to suspense. Yeah, you don't. And like comedy is the same way too, right? You can have any genre be funny. Like, right? Uh, there's funny dramas and there's I, funny yeah, horror I'm movies. I'm sure. I'm sure I will have some things like worked into this as I go along that I think will be funny, like you know, funny well, lines. I, would, at, I think at that's times, having just because that's humor is fine. Because that's just my normal writing style with it. Sure. Hilarious. Um, yeah. And. Oh, comedy just comes so easy to yeah, me. Yeah, coming Keith up with stories like, comes so easy to me. Jesus, I, Keith, you're just rubbing our nose. I know. <laughs> I'm just naturally hilarious. Um, <laughs> look, guys, I'm in a really good state of mind today. Yeah, I get it. outside you today. I got a lot of fresh air. Took I'm, a nap. Yeah, you got it all. Yeah, rolling. I took a nap. It's I'm you know now by the time I wake up tomorrow morning and I feel like shit, I'll it'll change. I'll and you'll be down here with the rest of us. Yeah. The, I, I get it though with suspense and and it, it can be anything. Comedy can be a thing. I mean, ghost story could be anything too. Because the a ghost story can be very suspenseful. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it could also be take place in science fiction. Um, take, mm. You know, there's lots of all this. It's just so weird. Could we each could we each work on one just script overall that's dramatic and suspenseful and a ghost story? I, and combine all of our yep. other elements and expert and <laughs> yeah i mean proxy marriage and comedy go together but other than that uh you know yeah we, we could work everything in here and we just turn in five of the same thing <laughs> i'll be i'll be honest uh my first idea of proxy marriage involved ghosts so uh <laughs> interesting interesting yeah. mm -hmm. um but i don't think i'm gonna go with it anyway i have another idea i think um but yeah ghost was something that popped in my head we i talked about this last last year and if the answer is the same the answer is the same but we got two newcomers as well so this eight days kind of sucks um and it can be a real exhausting whatever right just exhausting exercise in creating a screenplay and to avoid burnout what will you guys do to just like take a break, get your focus back? Um, you know, even if it's just like closing the laptop at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon and calling it a day, you know, what is it? What are you guys going to do? I think Phil last year you went on a hikes. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be doing uh, more of that. It is. I think, I think what it all boils down to is, understanding that having a tight deadline doesn't mean you have to physically hover over your keyboard mm -hmm. for the entire eight days. You have to be able to step away from it. You have to be able to take breaks from it, get some sleep and, and just not sit there and constantly worry about it. You guys talked about how it's, you know, a lot of writing is not about writing at all. It's, you know, staring at the wall or daydreaming or something like that. And when you go on walks and stuff, you can do that. And you're not feeling the pressure because you're blowing off steam at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I found a lot of value in doing that last year. Um, just getting outside, getting away from it and, and taking breaks. So it, I, I think it, it'll be a lot more of that this year. 
Um, I've also been on a good meditation kick lately, and that helps to just sort of like blow off all the steam too. So uh, that's that's all like super helpful to me and actually more productive than just attaching myself to my computer. Are you using a nap for the meditation? Uh, no, every once in a while I'll turn on, um, like a, a YouTube video mm. and I'll, I'll plug the earbuds in a lot of times. It's just, um, just sitting quietly on the back porch. Sure. Uh, med- meditation is a, a lot of things. If I'm going to go on a little uh, pretentious tear here, all it really is, is learning to sit quietly with yourself. And yeah. keep, like, it's, um, that is insanely helpful, especially, if you're under pressure on something like this, I need to. The uh, only reason I asked is something I've been meaning to investigate and take up. I just don't know how to do it. So. I know people who use apps. I'm not anti app. Uh, those apps are super helpful, especially for getting started. I have trouble with falling asleep five minutes into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a problem. I have trouble sleeping. So <laughs> it's perfect. For me, I, I think. Uh, again, I'm really grateful that I have off work for this time because having an added responsibility and added stress, well, like that just adds to trying to fit into this deadline. But uh, I'm like today, I just took a Pokemon break in nice. in the middle of Gotta writing uh, my outlines. And I've, I've got a few day trips planned with my friends. Uh, but like not the full day. So I'll still have some of that day to write. And I'm, I'm going to take that to hopefully relax and then work. And hopefully that'll keep me fresh and ready to work. Uh, For me, I've got a couple things that I usually do. Uh, I try to do like woodworking, like hand carving stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll, do that when I just want to relax. I'll go in my backyard, listen to some music while, while I do it. Or uh, if it's in the evening, I'll take my camera outside and I'll do some lunar photography as long as uh, the weather allows it. <laughs> Very nice. That's cool, uh, man. Yeah, it's fun. I'm not. Uh, I'm still pretty new to both of them, but it's a lot of fun. Do you do just lunar, or do you do other astrophotography? Looking for- so far, I've just done lunar. Nice. Uh, I I want to get into more of it though because Tucson is is a really good place for it because we've got like light pollution laws in place. Mm. Yeah. Well, my my dad sends me uh, pictures of the uh, Tucson the moon over Tucson uh, almost at least two or three times a week. Oh, nice! That's awesome. That's gorgeous. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know how practical it is to just go out to the desert to look at stars, but I imagine it's pretty cool. If you got yeah, that it is. <laughs> Hmm. That's I, I'm really into that. I I want to get a camera rig and a telescope and stuff, but and then I just like meditation. I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. <laughs> what about you, Keith? My day job, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it, it, I do. It is flexible. Uh, you know, I I'm pretty autonomous with the stuff that I get to do. So I've got projects that I get to work on that are pretty much at my own pace and I will, you know, I'll probably, Oh, let me write this down real quick. Let me type this part up real quick. All right. Let me jump back in and do some stupid invoicing bullshit. And 
all right, now let's write this next little bit of dialogue and then I'll jump back in uh, and do something else. But that that's probably going to be the thing that I'm that that's going to have me like away from actually writing and, and just kind of, but in the background, I'm, I'm probably going to be constantly churning the idea through my head constantly the whole time. Yeah. The, unfortunately, like yeah, day job is definitely going to occupy my days, uh, but it is also spring break. So the kids are off this week. And I think my wife and the kids are going on going down to the mother-in-laws on Wednesday. So that means I'll have the house to myself for a couple of days. However, a new season of Fortnite just started. So <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out how to like balance my terrible gaming. Uh, and I'm really bad at it too. Uh, my, my, my daughter uh, often regularly embarrasses me while playing the games. Um, so I'm going to have to learn how to balance my, my terrible gaming with this as well. And I, I'm still mildly intimidated by my three things. So I may be taking way more breaks than I should be up until, you know, Saturday morning. <laughs> I'm like, well, mm-hmm. shit, I got to write eight pages. Let's figure out how this <laughs> works. But I'll be playing Fortnite again. Maybe I'll get some Chinese food this week, too. Hmm. That'd be a nice break. I've got to stop myself from playing Elden Ring all week instead oh, of writing. See, that's another one, too. <laughs> I've been wanting to pick that up. I'm waiting for that go on sale. The Midnight Riders are Phil and Austin Rude, Keith Gala, Zach Jackson, and myself, Derek Glasscock. Phil Rude is a comic artist, writer, and podcaster. Find his work at philrude.com, and you can listen to his podcast, The Picture Show, wherever podcasts are found. Austin Rude is an artist, writer, D&D player, and educator. He lives at home where he watches and reviews movies with his dad on The Picture Show, which you can find on your podcatcher of choice. Keith is an all-around good chap who hosts That Was Great, Wasn't It? and is one-third of the Monster Hunters podcast. Find him online on Twitter at KG3030 and at How Great Was That? Zach is a writer and video editor. Find some of his other podcast work at geekrising.com and follow him on Twitter at Boss Ross Jackson and on Instagram at Boss underscore Ross underscore Jackson. As for me, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Monster Hunters podcast where we take an unserious deep dive into everyone's favorite sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. You can also find me on Twitter at Derek, the number nine, and the word nine. 